Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. If you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge, So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses try firstleaf.com slash roses creams and serums are made of 70 percent water 15 percent preservatives and emulsifiers leaving only around 15 percent for the active ingredients that your skin needs but luckily now there's fiber skincare 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. 
If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and we're in the off-season. You know what I'm saying? Feels different. Mm -hmm. The last off-season of all time. Probably. I mean, I think that's actually accurate. Treasure it. Yeah. I'm treasuring it. I don't think we're going to have one next year. I really don't. Back in my day, there was an off-season. Back in my day, Bachelor didn't air every day of the week, 365 days a year. We'll get to that. Back point. in my day, they had players under 60 years old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's no longer true, obviously. Uh, but we're going to get into Twibbon this day for you this Friday. We hope that you're going to have a good weekend. And we must make some announcements before we begin Twibbon here. We have mm. our first announcement is this is the best time of year other than Gore Girl Summer. Pitmas is upon us. And the blessed days. <laughs> This December 22nd at 4 p.m. PST, that is 7 p.m. EST, we are going to be doing the Parasocial Play of the Year bracket. You can join us live on YouTube. Again, that's 4 p.m. PST, December 22nd, 7 p.m. EST. And Pace Case and I and Dark Seeker are going to put the top 16 parasocial plays of the year in a March Madness style bracket. We're going to go over them. We're going to replay the videos. We're going to look at the images and you will be voting which ones you like the best. Head-to-head competition until we get to the final two and we will be crowning a new parasocial play of 2023. So please join us for that. It's YouTube dot com slash c slash game of roses it's at game of roses on youtube to follow us you can subscribe anytime mm. to get notified of when this goes live nice and i'm sure it'll be on all of our social media as well if you're following us on instagram or anything else you can check it out there we have 3.38k subscribers already oh shit all right nice well we hope to see you there also Questions for uh, some mailbag episodes that we are going to have coming up during what will be our holiday break, which is going to be the two weeks of Christmas going through New Year's. Uh, We are going to be airing these episodes of us answering your questions. Those phone lines are still open, but they're not phone lines. They're internet email (laughs) lines. So what you need to do to submit a question to us is a one minute or under audio file you uh, record yourself asking the question and you send it to askgameofroses at gmail.com. And that's how we're going to aggregate all these luscious questions and start answering them over the break. I'm told we already have some uh, certified juicer of questions already. Oh, I can't Mm -hmm. wait. Can't wait to hear that. Uh, But that's all of our business. Let's get into this pace case. Let's start off Twibbon in the same way we always do. This is Game Game of of Roses. State of the game. So the state of the game currently is we are in this what Pace Case and I both, I guess, are calling the final off season of all time. And uh, 
Right now, we're going to have five weeks of rest and relaxation before Bachelor 28 Joey Grazia Day premieres on January 22nd. And um, I'm going to be writing a little State of Bachelor Nation article, just mm-hmm. like I did last year, that'll be on our website. Traditional part of Pitmas. It is at this point. Uh, I'll have it come out probably the week before Grazia Day's season starts. And I'll just kind of be recapping everything that happened in 2023 and what that means in terms of where we're headed as a fandom, as a show, as reality TV generally. But um, 2020 Gore. Indeed, 2020 Gore is going to kick off with that. But also, we have already started to see some of the promotions for the upcoming Grazia Day Season 28. Let's first uh, review this poster that is out. Now, every season... Uh, for The Bachelor or Bachelorette, they get these single image kind of poster-shaped promotional materials that come out. We remember Pilot Pete on board his 747 coming down the aisle towards us with a very photoshopped mm-hmm. face. A smooth baby's face. <laughs> yeah. We remember Clayton Eckerd, I don't know what, cuddling 900 puppies. Posing with dogs that I believe were also photoshopped to be French bulldogs. Yeah, so weird. When they were originally a different type of dog. I will never uh, uh, forget that one or understand it. I, I was like, is he a dog guy? What's the deal? He's playful with little puppies. I don't know. It's like... He's like the nice guy. I don't know what that's supposed to say. Oh, no, it was the underdog. It was the underdog. Remember? (gasps) Oh, shoot. Yeah. The underdog. I forgot that. Which was actually Rodney Matthews moniker. Justice for Rodney Matthews. But here we have Grazia Day. All right. The poster's out. We've all seen it. We will describe it here for you now, but just Google this or go to our Instagram or anywhere else if you haven't seen it. It's a picture of Grazia Day in a pink suit uh, standing in a field of roses The sun is setting behind him. The Bachelor, the logo, is heavily obscured by his body so that you don't see most of the word. It says the B-A-C and then L-O-R. You don't see the H or the E. His suit is the H. Is it? I think. I'm not sure about that. It just says the back lore. It's like Vogue. You know, you don't have to have all the letters in there. You can have someone overlapping and you still know what it means. And then the the most inexplicable part of this is they have photoshopped in a tennis net behind him. Uh, And on the left part of it, you can see where the net attaches to like the post that keeps the net upright, which I assume Mm -hmm. they they selected to add into this image so that you could tell it was a tennis net. Otherwise, it just looks like a weird fence or something. I was wondering what that was a minutia question I had is why we see that left part of the fence. I feel like it would have looked better without it. I think without it, it just looks like a bizarre... You don't know that that's a tennis net. It just looks like it's a a small fence or something. I know, but I think that's good. It's kind of like a hint. It's a weird design. Uh, It says game, set, match up at the the top, which of course is a tennis reference. I would have loved to see... it's It's a tennis match. A ball is being hit by a tennis player and the ball we see is just Joey's giant face with a giant gaze on it. Oh, that's pretty cool. I would have liked to have seen Joey Grazia Day straight gaze playing into the camera, giant eye aperture, chewing a tennis ball. Wait. Breaking a tennis ball with his mouth. Just, ah! Like a gag ball? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Game, set, match. Um, obviously, there's a double entendre there with match. You uh, famously predicted this tagline. Well, I mean, it it it, t- it was the first thing that popped into my head. 
which yeah. means it is the only thing that pops into bachelor marketing people's heads. First idea, go with it. We're done. I think this poster for me is a B minus. It's okay. Mm. I don't get a sense of who he is as a bachelor other than tennis is going to be involved. Mm-hmm. And then what? You know, it doesn't really give you much about his identity or even how they're going to they're going to promote this season. I'm going to give it a B plus because I think this uh, has charisma. Okay. He's it's not a straight parasocial gaze, but I got to say the it's working. No, he's not even looking at us. He's looking off camera. He's looking at a producer. 98.5k people liked it. Yeah, I mean I don't think it's necessarily indicative of how good the season's going to be or anything. I'm just saying as a piece of marketing material, this there's a lot of better things that could have been done here. We neglected to talk about the last one, Zach Shalcross. He was just in front of a random fence gazing. Yeah. It yep. said literally nothing. Right. At least they put a, a, a tennis net here. Now, also, some of these promotional materials that come out, uh, they include the whole thing we got to see at the end of Golden Bachelor, the promo that they had for him. Tis the season for Mr. Right Reasons. Oh, God. Generic fence. That's hard. Tis the season for Mr. Right Reasons. That's hard. That's what I'm saying. Maybe my bar is too low now. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, that did lower it. We, But we also saw this promo at the end of Golden Bachelor in which we are told, quote, it is the ending of the show is unprecedented, shocking, a shocking first in Bachelor history. What do you think that is? And are they lying to us? Is it something so innocuous and stupid we don't care? Or is it like, there's going to be a threesome in the fantasy suites. Is it something dumb, which often these little teasers are, or is he going to get dumped at the final rose ceremony altar? But that's already happened. Clayton Eckerd. Oh, shoot. I don't know. Like, dumped by both? <laughs> he notches down and it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Please let that happen. They bring in the third place person, fourth place person. They just keep going. Yes. A live finale knocked down. A knocked down at the final rose ceremony. We haven't seen that. No, we haven't. I don't we're, I don't think we're getting a thruple clues. Are you joking with, with <laughs> Yeah, that was a joke. I don't think we're getting that either. I don't know what the in quote shocking first could be. I wish. And I hope that they're not yeah. screwing us around here. Shocking first include all members of the uh, Women Tell All audience get a cruise ship ticket. Uh, they're sending <laughs> Gary and Teresa to Italy. They show up as the parents of this season. I have no idea what this shocking first could be, but my expectations are very low, given that, as you're saying, they always say shit like this and they always underdeliver. Nonetheless, we have these promotional materials out here. This is what happens during the off-season. These promotional materials come out, try to get you hyped up. Also during the off-season... 50 women. 50 women? I don't think it's going to be that. I don't know. I don't know what the shocking first is. But we also get during the off-season other games starting to announce their next seasons. And we have this week gotten Love is Blind Season 6 announced uh, with this video of the Dark Lords Lachey acting like they're building the pods. I don't know if you've seen this. They're redoing the pods? No, they're in the pods and they're like, we haven't installed the blue walls yet. You got to come back later. It's a bad idea executed poorly. But the piece of information that comes from it that is good is February 14th next year is season six. 
and news is out that they have also renewed for a season seven. So we've got two seasons of Love is Blind coming up, and they're going to start rolling out uh, February 14th. I'll, of course, be covering that in Clues Corner. So we have some competition. That reminds me of the, uh, the Dark Lord Highland and the Love Island premiere acting like she was on Castaway and in <laughs> Beach Squalor. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's effective, but again, I think that the information is necessary. February 14th next year, which means that'll be in week three of Joey Grazia Day. You're going to have a brand new season of Love is Blind dropping as well, and they will be compared, of course. Uh, there's there's no way not to compare these shows. And then we also had some interesting things happen during this offseason. I want to erase season five from my memory as soon as possible, which I know only a season six can do. Already done. No, season five was erased from my memory as soon as it was over. I was like, all right, I'm done with this one. And next, moving on. Yeah, hopefully season six will be better. We'll see. But we also have some interesting information coming out in this offseason now that uh, BIP season nine has concluded our last official uh, piece of Bachelor Nation media. Bachelor data has... uh, put out some interesting information about Instagram growth of the bottom 16 players from BIP. Fascinating update. Season nine. Yes. And I wrote this little paragraph. I'm just going to read this. Uh, What is the role of Wells Adams as this franchise moves forward? We have some stunning new data from bachelor data to open this conversation. Despite record low Instagram gains for BIP season nine, Wells Adams was the only person from this season who actually lost followers Even Michael and Taylor were in the positive after season nine, but 171 brave souls decided to unfollow Wells Adams this season. (laughs) I mean, you got to look at that. I don't know if he's aware of this data, but that is, that is pretty crushing to think that you had the lowest, the lowest gain of anyone. And that the time on screen, if anything deterred followers. But yeah, that's terrible. And if any producers are listening, let it be known that even Taylor, who I believe had a combined total of about 20 seconds of screen time, had a positive gain where Wells Adams had a negative gain. 171 people were like, you know what? Fuck this guy. We used to do that. We used to do lowest gain, but (laughs) it's generally not as indicative as this one might be. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm using this offseason to kind of like recharge a little bit uh as should we all we're going to keep talking about you know all the other news and things that are going on of course covering the important news in our nation but we have no media really to watch right now i'm doing squid game and clues corner um but there's no uh dating game going on that we're covering here and the big ones are coming out next january and february so we'll see what happens until then I'm curious to see what other Grazia Day promotions start to come out as we get closer to the time of his season airing. There will be more stuff coming out. We're going to see a lot more social media uh, being pumped out by ABC. I want to see much more in the vein of that um, sexy tennis playing. I agree. That was their best one. And I mean, if I was them... This is what I would I would start doing for promotions. I would start just giving footage to people like me, for example, who are interested in Bachelor <laughs> and do weird editorial stuff and just be like, here, 
make yeah. something of this. I don't know if we'll use it or not, but like make something. If we use it, we'll give you 500 bucks. That's literally what they should mm-hmm. be doing. And uh, I think you'll get more interesting stuff out of it than the, the kind of traditional marketing for it. I would love to see what you would what you would do to make a Joey poster. <laughs> oh, me too. Uh, I would love to see what I would do too. Just give me the footage. It would probably just be a super slow zoom in. I would want him to like stare in the camera and not blink for a minute. And it's just a slow zoom in to his eyes and it will say Bachelor season 21 coming or sorry, season 28 coming January 22nd. Don't look away. Don't look away. That's what I would say. (laughs) Yeah. You can't. Don't blink. Or don't blink. You might miss something. Something like that. You can't look away. Uh, This gaze is trying to kill you. Yeah. Look what we've got in store. Who's watching who? Mm. (laughs) I would like if he's not standing still, he's vamping, but he's still keeping straight eye contact. Here's what it would be. It would be a slow zoom into his eyes, and then you settle. Like football players. uh, When it's just a wide frame of his eyes, you settle on Mm -hmm. that, and then his eyes open. And you realize the eyes you've been looking at were painted onto his eyelids. (laughs) It opens like the opening of Lost, you're saying. Yeah. Is that the opening of Lost? <laughs> yeah, it's Jack. Op- it's a zoom on Z- on Jack's eyes, and he opens them. It's after he's crashed. Oh shit! I don't remember that. Such a good pilot. Well, now that we've got all this important information out of the way, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was one of the best pilots of all time. Let's uh, move on. That is state of the game. We're in this off season. We got our promotions coming out. New season of Love Is Blind is coming uh, in February of next year. And Wells Adams lost 117 followers because of Bachelor of Paradise Season 9. <laughs> now, speaking of Bachelor of Paradise Season 9, let's move on to... This Week in Games. All right. So we got it in. The final numbers here for uh, BIP's finale. All right. Let me just say, terrible. They... Toilet? Yeah. Toilet City... Every episode of Bachelor in Paradise Season 9 this season scored over a point three in the 18 to 49 demo. Uh, your, your biggest rated episode was the premiere at a point three eight. Again, everything else after that, you had a point three six, point three four, point three six, point three two, point three two, point three four, point three six, point three four, and then the finale, point two nine. Worst rated episode of the entire season with a total of 1.6 million viewers. Also the lowest number of viewers for the entire season. It was 26% lower than the prior episode. The rating was 15% lower than the prior episode. These are both the, again, worst numbers of the whole fucking season is your finale supposedly the thrilling conclusion to all narratives you have built over the course of the season. No one wanted to watch it. This is the, this uh, 0.29 in the demo and your 1.6 million viewers here. This is, these are the people that ain't ever going to stop watching. You found the rock bottom. That's it. That's us. Mm-hmm. It's the people in the pit. It's us. We're, it's we're us. the 1.6 million. It's <laughs> us. We are the rock bottom. Uh <sighs> This makes me think, you know, Olivia made this Instagram post. You know, my back is hurting from carrying yeah. this whole season. Gary's back should be hurting. 
The Golden For Master real. was carrying this entire season of BIP. Yeah. That's what this says to me. 100%. Even though they hemorrhaged way over half of the Golden viewers, the fact that they didn't have Golden to tune into, and then people were like, ah, fuck it, I'll watch Paradise 2. Without Golden, you lose way more. Yeah, the inertia to t- change the channel <laughs> was was the difference here. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Incredible. it was people who fell asleep uh, during Golden, and then they just left the TV on. <laughs> I don't know, but um, I mean these these numbers are are terrible. <laughs> that is my favorite conspiracy town ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they lulled enough people to sleep. Let, let's look at this comparatively speaking. Okay, so on Thursday night, uh, Bachelor in Paradise was one, two, three. It was fourth in broadcast networks um, behind Hell's Kitchen on Fox, Christmas at the Opry on NBC, The Price mm. is Right at Night on CBS, mm. and it tied with Dateline on NBC. And Lego Masters on Fox. Yeah, and Lego Masters on Fox. Uh, comparatively speaking, in the demo... All these other shows were 0.3 and higher. Hell's Kitchen was a 0.4. And in the the raw viewer numbers, again, Bachelor in Paradise had 1.6. You had Hell's Kitchen at 2.3, Christmas at the Opry at 4.5, and The Price is Right at Night at 3.5. Utter domination by every other show on television. This is by far the worst performance Bachelor in Paradise has ever turned in. I don't know what is going to be done about it, but certainly the same conversation we're having must be held by ABC executives. They must be talking yeah. about this. Like, are we really going to do this next year? Are we going to program this thing, same thing that fucking loses to every other show? It's I, I don't know. I mean, it's like it's cheap to make. I don't know. Maybe you just like keep it in your roster in case one season blows up. Is It's worth doing that. I don't know. Maybe you just try one season of Golden Paradise. Take a season off of regular Bachelor in Paradise. Try Golden Paradise instead. Maybe. I mean, I I agree with what you're saying, though. It is cheap to make, and that is the bottom line. Even as dismal as these numbers were, is it profitable? And at this point, Mm -hmm. maybe? Like, maybe. I guess it must be. (laughs) Maybe it's breaking even. It, it probably still is making them a little bit of money, but not like it used to. Maybe the like new Hunger Games movie like pays for it, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. I'm not sure. And certainly the brand recognition of Bachelor still means something to advertisers. Maybe it can be written off as a fluke. And I think ultimately there's enough going very, very right for the Bachelor franchise that this won't ultimately matter. It might uh, make a shift in the scheduling of Bachelor in Paradise or something like this. I'm not exactly sure. And there's probably still some argument to be made that, well, it did poorly because it was after Golden Bachelor, even though that argument, I think, is uh, not a good one. I think it could be made by the producers to say that, like, Bachelor in Paradise needs its own night or it's not going to perform well. Time will tell. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see next year what, what happens. But yeah, let's move on now to our Instagram and TikTok numbers. First up, those crown games as of today, December 14th, 2023. Golden God Gary Turner, his swan song exit bump. He gained 19K for a total of 130K. He is not going to hit your 1 million (laughs) target. Well, we still have some time. That's not bad, though. 130K bad. It's not a million, but it ain't bad. It's a new game, you know. Indeed. It's still finding its audience. 
How many people does he have on Facebook? <laughs> That's what we really need to be looking at. MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty active on threads for a minute. Oh, nice. Uh, now for those top golden Bachelor Instagram gains this week. We didn't have a game, but we are still seeing some of those swan song exit bump numbers. First place, Teresa Nist. The ring winner gained 26.3K for a total of 87.9K. And the inventor of the golden hooju from young country and who we believe will be your first golden bachelorette, Leslie Fema gained 9.2K for a total of 73.2K in second place. Third place, Susan Knowles. Gained 6.8K for a total of 53.8K. Faith Martin gained 5.1K for a total of 41K in fourth place. Sabbatical PTC player Joan Vassos rounds out our top five with a 2.5K gain for a total of 22.4K. And now here are the top five overall uh, Golden Players Instagram chart for December 14th. In first place is Teresa Ness, the ring winner. With 87.9K. Leslie Fema drops down to second with 73.2K. Susan Knowles is in third with 53.8K. Horse Girl Faith Martin is in fourth with 41K. And Joan Vassos rounds out the top five with 22.4K. Now for the top five BIP Instagram gains. First place, Kylie Russell gained 54.7K for a total of 116K. That's interesting. I think this might have to do with a certain parasocial victimization. 100%. Uh, John Henry Spurlock gained 52.3K for a total of 101. So we got, what is that, two, three players have cracked 100K in this past week? That's pretty good. Including the next one? Better than I would think with these ratings. Yeah. Third place, Kat Izzo gained 49.5K. Dang, for a total of 105K, also joining that 100K club. And Eliza Isachi is in fourth place, scratching at the door of 100K. She gained 43.4K this week and now is sitting at 96.5K. Rounding out the top five, Braden Bowers gained 32.8K for a total of 102K. Despite not being in this week's document, except for... The hard launch of his relationship with oh, Christina Mandrell. Which was the most important thing that happened this entire in season. In the uh, photo slide at the end. You know, we look at these gains, and even as as uh, recent as just a couple of seasons ago in BIP, you would see gains like this weekly from the top players. Now, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen until the finale, the week after the show airs, and you have players who are just limping into 100K. Whereas in prior seasons, all of these players would have had a million. Or be in the, the high hundreds of thousands at the very least. Um, yeah. It is disheartening. I, I'm not sure exactly Truly. if this will ever return to former glory or if the days of Instagram are over. I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going on. But uh, we still do have some some huge players. Paradise used to be that, uh, you know, that place where you could crack into a million and get your, your redemption. And now it's like, is it even worth going? I would, I I don't know. It depends on who you are and what you're going in for, I think. But my overall advice is if you're in the Bachelor franchise and you are invited to Paradise and you're sub 100, you should go. If you're over 100, it is really dependent on what is your strategy. Do you have a player you're going in with, et cetera, et cetera. Can you really try to control how they're going to edit you? If not, it may be a no. It may be a... 
Sorry, dog. <laughs> I'm sitting this one out. It may be a sorry dog. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that's that's just where we're at. I, you know, I, I'm glad to see Cat Izzo after getting such a crazy villainization at it be one of those players who's getting in the hundred K club. But yeah, I mean, seeing Olivia Lewis under a hundred K is like terrible to me after uh, all this work, but yeah. Next up, we got the top five BIP Instagram chart. First place, Rachel Recchia, still at that top spot, 632K. And still in second place, the penis artist of Bachelor Nation, Blake Moines at 476K. Glitter player, Jessica Garrod is in third with 169K. In fourth place, Tyler Norris who I think did not do himself any favors this BIP. Fifth place, Kylie Russell, 116K. Interesting numbers. So Let's, who, who do you think came out on top from these Instagram gains? Kylie? I think Jessica Gerard. Who wasn't up there? Jessica? I think she had... Uh, let me go to the trusty Bachelor data chart here. Instagram report, top 16. You know, that doesn't surprise me because she's been putting in the most work parasocially. Yeah. Rachel Recchia had all told plus 93K. Um, okay. Kylie had plus 91K. Her preseason followers were 23, and she's up to um, 116 now. You've got John Henry. Wow. John Henry Spurlock was 10K preseason <gasps> and is now at 85.4. Damn. Good for him. And. Uh, just Gerard preseason was 88. She gained 78K and is now at 167. Braden did well too. He gained 75K. I, I feel like Kylie's the winner there. Olivia, though, I mean, if you look at her preseason start was 4,000. She's now at 64. Oh my God. So she did put on some some good numbers there. <laughs> Wowie. Kat started at 40,000. Sure. She's at 102 now. She put on 61. Eliza put on 55. Blake Moines put on 49. Uh, Mercedes put on 39 and then they kind of taper off. So hmm. that is what you're seeing. The The biggest gain all season was from Rachel Recchia, who was already at the top of the list anyway, and she gained about 100,000 mm -hmm. total. Not great. <laughs> they should have tailored it to her, given, gotten her to be... I agree. Gotten her to get engaged at any cost. That's what I would have... 100% agree. That's what I would have done. Let's move on to the top five BIP TikToks. We got Rachel Recchia sitting on top there as well with 141.9K. Second place, Jessica Garrod, 114.9K. Becca Serrano, who came and went, <laughs> is in third place with 53.1K. Fourth place, PEP, 46.4K. And in fifth place, Tyler Norris with 23.4K. Uh, again, none of these numbers worth much. Um, you know, congrats to all these players, though, who survived BIP season nine. I feel very bad for anyone who was part of the season, to be honest, because I think it was a superbly bad season in many, many ways. Yeah. And I feel like it's only up from here. Next season of BIP, mm -hmm. I think, will be better. And I also just think that there is a, a shift happening in the tone of production 
across all of Bachelor Nation product. And it's coming from the charity Lawson season. It's coming from the golden season. I think they are mm-hmm. going to start treating players better and try to make it more about uplifting them, more about hope for romantic connections. And I think when mm-hmm. they do that, the drama takes care of itself. And you don't need the truth box. You don't need Sally's suitcase. The format takes care of the drama. So hopefully that's what we'll be seeing next season. But uh, let's... Clues. Mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist. And you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they're both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues, uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, it is springtime. It is the off season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. (gasps) 
I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince king yourself or Quince queen. Go to quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Let's move on to all of those tids that are fit to print. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up, Bachelor Nation News. My blanket prediction that all Bachelor in Paradise Season 9 couples would dissolve within six months after the show's finale has come true and much faster than anticipated. Less than two business days after last Thursday's brutal three-hour finale, uh, all three couples who left together have made their breakups public and official on Instagram. Two couples who were engaged on sand with official Neil Lane Sparklers, Eliza Isichi and Aaron Bryant and Kat Izzo and John Henry Spurlock, as well as a third couple who promised the fourth audience to date outside the game, Kylie Russell and Avon Jones, have all ended things and some more amicably than others. The crumbling of the paradise sandcastles of love began on Friday last week, the first day after players' contracts expired, which requires them to maintain the lives of their relationship status. When Kylie Russell posted a simple text Instagram story that included an accusation of Jones's infidelity, it read, following our relationship announcement yesterday, I want to thank my God. He did not allow me to live another day in the dark. In the last 24 hours, I have been grasping with the fact that one of the most important relationships in my life has dissolved due to multiple infidelities. Jones then confirmed the split on his own Instagram story with a mirror simple text post that admitted he, quote, made major mistakes in the relationship and hurt someone who was very close to me. Jones has since removed his Instagram account from existence, at least to our knowledge. Probably at the wrath of the fourth audience. Then on Monday, Deep Sea Welder and Vitamin C Novice, John Henry Spurlock and VIP villain Kat Izzo issued a joint Instagram post that read, with mutual love and respect, Kat and I have recently decided to part ways. Our relationship has been filled with wonderful memories and growth, something we looked forward to sharing with you. While our paths are taking different directions due to our career goals not aligning, we are grateful for the love and support we've received from our family, friends, and Bachelor Nation. Then a few hours later, Aaron Bryant posted an Instagram story that he and Isachi were taking their meager Instagram gains and going their separate ways in what he described as an, in quotes, amicable split with nothing but positivity and mutual respect for one another. These breakups fly in the face of the on-screen lies that were printed on screen in the BIP finale, which told us that Russell and Jones's relationship had blossomed since filming ended. Isachi and Bryant had some insignificant speed bumps in their engagement, and Izzo and Spurlock were going so strong that they planned to move in together in San Diego. To date, this is the least successful season of Paradise, both in ratings and in producing relationships that can survive longer than four days. Um, like I said up top, 
I always make the prediction that relationships will end just because I know statistically they almost all do. The mathematician. <laughs> I have never seen anything like this ever in the history of Bachelor. Have you ever seen anything like this? No. Like mm. immediately. I mean, there's never been a BIP season like this. I don't think. Where the couples have all ended and all ended so fast. And what it does, I think, to the fourth audience, again, it's this thing where it's the producers are treating us like we're stupid by putting up at the end like, everything's great. They're moving to San Diego. Just a few speed bumps. They love each other. And then within two fucking days, it's it all is a lie. As soon as the contracts end. <laughs> it's all a lie. Now we don't trust anything they ever say if we did at all at this point i it's hard because i'm like these relationships have tanked so much that they couldn't even like keep it going for you know the internet a little while yeah. you know like it's like i don't know it is it hurts the 4trr of it but it's also like it's it's on the show yes not only does it hurt the 4trr of it it hurts the idea of the show you have to be honest about what happens with these fucking relationships. And they are so hell-bent on building to an engagement. And then you have to wait a couple of months because the, the episodes haven't aired yet. So you got to fake like you're still in the fucking relationship. You're editing mm -hmm. these episodes up until the time that they come out. So all this shit that they put on the end of the finale where it's like, this couple's living happily. This couple's doing whatever. You can change that shit up to the night of airing. The producers knew all of these relationships were over with the exception of uh, Avon and Kylie, because I guess that mm -hmm. was happening in like real time, her finding out about the infidelities. But they knew that Kat and John Henry were not moving to San Diego with each other. They knew that Eliza Izzichi and Aaron Bryant were going to break up. And they, they have these fucking things in the end that are like, they're still going strong just to like wrap up the season. Then anything yeah. that happens after that's not on us, but it is still on you. Because now it looks very much like you were lying to cover up the fact that these relationships were not real. It just does further damage to the credibility of the fucking franchise. They, they don't get it. Yes. Tell us the truth. We don't care if the relationships break up. Just don't lie to us about it. Or pay one couple to stay together for six months. <coughs> for real. So we can believe in for love real. still. <laughs> Is that a fucking reality show? What? They pay a couple. You give two people $10 million. It starts at $10 million. And for every... To just pretend to have a whole fake bachelor relationship and Basically, together. yeah. It's like for every six months, you get a portion of that vested. And you can bail out mm. of it at any time. It's like, how much I money like will that. you accrue, you know? Uh, all right. Anyway. There's your show. Yeah. The accrual. Up next in Bachelor Nation News... <laughs> In the wake of the nation's continued dominance. To vest or not to vest. Uh, on Fox's Special Forces World's Toughest Test, we have some indication of who the next Bachelor player might be to step up and attempt to uphold our beloved game's unbeaten record. This week, the unlovable season 20 crown Ben Higgins was at iHeartRadio's Jingle Ball 2023, where he said of Vial, Cameron, and Brown winning two back-to-back -back seasons... When I saw that, I was like, maybe I do have something inside me that I didn't know I had. Would I be intrigued at doing it? Of course I'd be intrigued by doing it. Yes, I'm impressed and I would be interested, but I can't claim I would go out and win it. Ooh. Will Ben Higgins be the next player from our beloved game to subject themselves to the trials of special forces? Will he be the first player from our beloved game to lose the contest? Time will tell. I think Higgins mm. 
does not win. I hope it's Higgins grocery. I think they are out in the first groceries out in the first fucking round when they put him in there. And it's like, you mean I got a shit outside? Hey, I'm not that. I didn't ever wind up being the guy who shits in a hole in the ground outside. I don't think he's doing it. In one of the first few seasons of Alone, they had a guy who like gets who goes on the boat, like checks out the campsite or like the area. And he's like, I'm out. And he goes, it's like 20 minutes. He doesn't even like yeah. try to stay the night. I, I think that would be funny for grocery. And I don't think Ben Higgins survives that long either. They just no. don't have the, the toughness. They don't have that mental thing, you know? I would be surprised, but hey, maybe he'll, he'll want to prove you wrong. You know who I think would do well? I think Matt James would win this. I oh. think he's got that thing. Matt James would absolutely win. I think you're looking at, I think Charity could do it, honestly. I think yeah. she's got that thing. I think Michelle Young's got that thing. I'm just going backwards mm-hmm. now through recent leads in my mind. I think Ultimate Vikings got that thing. I think after the year he's been through, this shit is a cakewalk. Mm, yes, Ultimate Viking would be great. And he would just be like, let's go. The whole time, whole time. And he's even he's even more jacked than we thought possible. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. There's a lot of good candidates. We'll see. I would love to see, uh, you know, a Braden Bowers. <laughs> A Mandrell. I don't know if he could do it, honestly. Mandrell could do it. She does those uh, Iron... Or not Iron Man. What is it? Oh, that's true. The, She's jacked as hell. Yeah. What is it? What is that thing called? The ultimate fitness thing? You know what I'm talking about? But all three of those are really jacked. Vial, Cameron, um, Brown. But it's more about the psychology. It's, it's not really? about the jackedness. But does anybody win who's not jacked? Yeah. I mean, I would say Hannah Brown's not jacked. She's in great shape, but she's not like in the same shape as Tyler Cameron. Yeah. Okay. You have to have some kind of like physical stamina. You don't have to be like bodybuilder strong to win that. It really is more about like pushing yourself. I mean, Hannah Brown, like she won Dancing with the Stars too. I'm like, she can, she's like physically, she can train to like get somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But I guess that's mental. I, it is more mental. That's what I'm saying. You have to have more of that. To get physically jacked, you have to be mentally jacked. I don't know if that's true, but I think to win World's Toughest Test, you've got to be mentally jacked. You can't let anything get to you. You have to be able to like overcome these moments where if you know at any moment, you can just be like, fuck it, I'm out. I don't want to have this ice cold water dumped on my head while I'm standing here in my underwear anymore. But you don't do that. You're like, fuck it, I'm going to push through this. That is what it really requires. Um, and I don't think Grocery has that, and I don't think Ben Higgins has that. Up next in Bachelor Nation News, Season 20 Bachelorette Charity Lawson made Variety's list of the 40 most powerful women on reality TV. Alongside titans of reality TV like the Kardashians, Paris Hilton, and Heidi Klum, Charity Lawson was featured in this article, giving our beloved game exposure and credit in the ever-growing world of reality television. Congrats to Charity for representing our beloved game on this prestigious list other notable names who join Charity on the list include Francesca Farrago, Nikki Glazer, and the Dark Lord, Vanessa Lachey. Nick Vial is in the news this week for a recent admission that he will be abstaining from recreational use of marijuana once his child is among us. During the Thursday, December 7th episode of The Vial Files, TGO explained, I have a daughter coming, so I've been informed that changes will be made. 
which I honestly appreciate. Wait, what does I've been informed mean? It's a disgusting habit. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life, and I've always taken pride in that. Meanwhile, I'm just smoking it. I'm just like smoking a joint. I think he was informed by Natalie Joy because the mother of the Vial heir, Natalie Joy herself, said, listen, our daughter can't go to preschool and say my daddy was smoking a blunt at home. Like, no, she can't do that. I also don't really want my daughter to smell like weed in our house. Will a clean and sober vial still be able to maintain relevance within the nation? Time will tell. Some people get their creative powers from weeds. Speaking of babies coming into the nation, on Wednesday, Sean Booth welcomed his first baby into our dying world with Dre Joseph making the announcement on Instagram. Booth published a picture of the baby's feet on his Instagram story with a caption that read, Baby Booth arrived yesterday and is healthy and perfect mom is an absolute rock star and did incredible. Everything went super smooth and we couldn't be more grateful. Best feeling in the world. Congrats to Booth and Joseph on their role in the continued existence of humanity. There you have it. That's all the news that is fit to print this week. We now move on to talking about all those plays our favorite players are making off the field on their telephones. This is... The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. Icons within the greater nation made a series of parasocial plays to commemorate the golden bachelor finale and a star-studded tour of Bachelor Mansion. Our double MVP, Olivia Lewis, made her swan song exit post. An image of her doing a bachelorette squat, the caption reading, final thoughts, my back hurts, hashtag bachelor in paradise. The post gained 18.5K likes. BIP celebrity host Lance Bass made a parasocial play with all the Golden Bachelor players in which he says to them, quote, I love you all. We're all getting married. The caption reads, hashtag IYKTYK 161K views. One of the OG face and gaze players, Justin Glaze, made a comedy parasocial play with the Golden Ladies, Kathy, Joan, and Susan, and Faith in the mansion. The caption reads, ladies, I like what you've done with the place. Star eyes emoji. He even pretends to cry on the infamous Likowski stairs, showing an appreciation for our beloved game's rich history. 8.7K likes and 262,000 views. In any other week, an elaborate joint play by the Aya Kennedy child, Ashley Aya and Jared Aya's Instagrams might have been the winner. In this play, Jared Aya Kennedy narrates a Bachelor-style promo with various women from BIP, Bachelor, and Golden Bachelor discussing how they love The Bachelor to reveal the Aya Kennedy child in a giant suit evoking Alex Michelle is The Bachelor. Notably, Susie Evans says, quote, he's a 10, but he shits his pants. The caption reads... Quote, spoiler alert, he gives his final rose to Mama, 20.6K likes and 759K views. Cute. Ben Higgins's eventual choice for wife, Jess, posted an incredible toilet-themed behind-the-scenes TikTok this week utilizing the mansion tour event in which Ben Higgins gives her a toilet tour of the mansion. He first shows her a bathroom usually blocked off by a curtain and rarely used, due to its proximity to the contestants, but which he would occasionally use with risk due to the proximity to the rose ceremony room and noise. The second bathroom came as a shock to Jessica due to its small size for the number of people it serves. He sh- this is the only other bathroom contestants could use, 
a larger one where the mansion tub play was filmed. And finally, he shows a secret bathroom on the top floor that contestants can't typically use. And he reminisces about sneaking into this bathroom while on the various shows and opining on his own torturous situation. Quote, they never lock it. This door would be closed, packed full of cameras and stuff. This is where I spent so much time just sitting here on the toilet, just thinking about life, contemplating what I was going to do next or if I was going home tomorrow. I would sit here for as long as I could and would count the tiles on the wall just to distract myself. Wow. Did you use any of those bathrooms when we did our tour? Yes. Me too. I want to say the downstairs small one. I used them all, pal. There was a shower, maybe. You used them all? <laughs> had to. I was going to say this. This He would have uh, not had to count tiles if he had bachelor clues <laughs> hidden in the toilet. That's right. Underneath him to talk hello. to. Hello, Ben. Do you need my help? Oh, my God. There's a man in the toilet. <laughs> Moving on. OG Bachelorette and AFOG co-host Trista Sutter shared a 20th anniversary video montage reel of her and Ryan. The caption reads, our 20th chapter starts now. And I couldn't be more grateful. Heart emoji. Hashtag happy 20th anniversary. Hashtag I love you, Ryan Sutter. Hashtag best thing to ever happen to me. Hashtag HIF. Hashtag The Bachelorette. 28.1K likes and 712K views. All of these were strong plays. However, there was one clear winner. Our parasocial play of the week goes to the joint parasocial plays announcing our favorite new bachelor dynamic duo power couple, a hard launch of Dangle Nation's King and Queen, Braden Bowers and Christina Mandrell. Both did individual hard launches on their respective Instagram pages first. Braden Bowers posted his hard launch reel on Instagram in the video Bartender Wells Adams, a.k.a. Mr. Negative 171, tells Braden Bowers to go find himself a Southern Belle on sand. Then he shows a series of 4TR and goofy images and videos of the couple. The caption reads, I finally took Wells' advice and found myself a Southern Belle. All jokes aside, she has been the biggest blessing in my life. She has been there for me through very tough times already and has shown me so much grace through it all. She has become my confidant, my accountability partner, and my favorite person. I'm so grateful that I no longer have to be hush-hush about our relationship. I can finally shout it from the rooftops of the mountains. Love you, babe. Thank you being in my life. Uh, kiss face emoji. Heart emoji. Hashtag, I found a girl like mom. Hashtag, so excited. Hashtag, so happy it hurts. Hashtag, keeping a secret sucks. Hashtag, The Bachelor. Hashtag, Bachelor in Paradise. 33.9K likes and 890 2K views. Mandrell also posted her hard launch video. The caption reads, ah, we can finale e shout it from the rooftops beyond the cameras and reality show drama. Brayden, a.k.a. my boyfriend, and I found something truly special. In each other, we have a space where being unapologetically ourselves is not just accepted, but celebrated. Something I never knew I was missing until I did. We can finally share our goofy, love-filled world. San Diego to Nashville won't be just a change of scenery, but the next chapter in our journey as a team. A future where laughter, authenticity, and the strength of us define our story. From goofy antics to heartfelt moments, we're on this adventure together, cheering each other on and creating a home filled with laughter and love, grateful for the ease of being exactly who we are with one another. There's something incredibly special about finding a love that feels like home. Home emoji, heart emoji, hashtag unapologetically in love, hashtag Nashville bound, hashtag I met him in PB, hashtag reality to reality, hashtag dangle nation, hashtag Christina Mandrell, 49.8K 
likes, and 1.5 million views. You think we're done? Hell no. This parasocial play <laughs> keeps on going. They also posted a hilarious joint launch re-hit with a comedy video featuring both Mandrell and Bowers. Package deals, Mandrell's package deal being more traditional, her daughter, and Brayton's being his adult best friend forever, Aaron S. The caption reads... <laughs> Hashtag no. The caption reads, quote, <laughs> it's giving package deals box emoji, two people emoji, lady face emoji, dog emoji. What is that one? Monkey man emoji? What is that? I don't know. Guy firefighter oh, hat emoji. Guy. Oh, it's a fireman. Vide- video credit at a Jaber and shot 17.6k like 653k and the hits don't Jesus. stop coming, but we're not going to talk about them. Subsequent v- videos of the pair by the parasocial powerhouse man, John Bowers. Sorry, I was excited about this launch. Oh, it's, They're it's getting a, 1 million yeah. plus views. A brief comedy bit got 1.3 million. We were robbed of this pairing on sand, and it can't help but make us wonder, would this couple have saved this season of VIP ratings-wise? Yes. We'll never know. <laughs> we will know. I know yes. now. Yes. I know now. And it also would have saved the credibility of the show. The only couple you now have from the show is one that wasn't on the show. This is, again, the only couple you have, the couple everyone is most excited about, was not on the show because you failed to get Mandrell there. This is the pure failure of that producing team, 100%. And this event now is even more important. One point whatever million views, that's more people than watched your whole fucking finale. Yes. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in... um body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines, and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. 
And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Exactly. Congrats to the happy couple. We couldn't be happier to see these iconic players team up, and no doubt they will remain in these charts for some time to come. You're, I mean, you're right. These numbers, like, <laughs> in the uh, the CW numbers we're getting for the BIP finale, they, they pale in comparison to this. We also got to talk quickly about some parasocial creature work here this season, or this week, sorry. DLP had a great parasocial creature post with his dog Lulu being held like a little baby in a chair by the Dark Lord himself. Obsessed with this one. Beautiful post. Unfortunately, not as beautiful as another post. Hands down, the winner of the parasocial creature of the week is <laughs> Katie Thurston and Tommy coming off of their <laughs> incredible run on F-Boy Season 3. Thurston posted an Instagram reel to her main grid this week, recreating the iconic Taylor Swift Time Magazine Person of the Year cover featuring Swift with a cat slung over her shoulders. Is that her cat? I don't know. Some cat. Yes. It is. I don't know much about Taylor Swift. Who is she? With the Swift image as her background. That's so rude. I know who she is. Most famous person in the world. But I don't know about her cat. I'm going to try to make this photo with Luca Tony. Oh, nice. With the... Swift Time Magazine cover as her background. Thurston effortlessly hoists Tommy over her own shoulders. A Swift song scores the scene. This beautiful parasocial work received 20.6K likes and 166 comments. Congratulations to Thurston and Tommy. Always in the mix. And now we have reached that point in our program 
in which we must descend deep into the bottom of the pit to issue forth our screams. This is Screams from the Pit. My scream this week comes to me via a story that one of my friends told me. And she said, she's a you know religious gore listener, listens to, to every episode. And she said that she had a conversation with her fiance who was like, are you hanging out with Pizzy, me? Uh, and she was like, no, I'm just like listening to the podcast. And she said that she described what she thought was uh, my most Fortier moment, which she says that often, you know, clues will give this explanation of something and be like, well, obviously this was set up by the producers and I am so gullible that I will be like, oh, you're right. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Every time (laughs) there's just a series of like, oh, shoot. Yeah, that's probably right. (laughs) An aw shucks moment. And uh, I just thought it was a, a funny story, and I'm glad that I can maintain my blissful ignorance to, to still get emotionally involved in our beloved game. Even after all these years, you are an innocent babe in the woods. Um, yes. My other mini scream is we're having an upcoming interview that is maybe my scream of the year. Yeah, it's a big scream. I agree. Uh my scream this week has to do with the opposite of innocence. It was a dream I had about <laughs> Dark Lord Harrison. I've had dreams <laughs> with him in them before, but this one was about him. He was like the main character of it. And oh he God. basically came to me. We were at some kind of like a Christmas party or something. And he came up to me and was like, hey, you're the guy who made all those demonic memes of me. And I was like, yeah, but it was in good oh fun. My God. They were all jokes. And he's like, well, tell me, is this in good fun? And he showed me his phone. And he had made a whole Instagram account that was demonic memes of me. He had turned <laughs> pictures of me into Dark Lord kind of Satan images and stuff. And I think he meant it in the dream to make me like feel bad, but I loved it. I was like, dude, these are amazing. I know, that's the ultimate I'm following respect, you immediately. I feel. Yeah. And he got kind of like wow. pissed that I, I was into it. But, was it um, called At Bachelor Clues, though? Oh, no. I don't know what it was called. I just saw the, the images. But it was a strange wow. dream to have because it referenced so many weird things in my own life that it's like, how did I get to a point where I'm having a dream that Chris Harrison at a Christmas party is showing me a meme account he made of me turning me into a demon as a retribution for the thousands of memes I made of him turning him into a demon. That's where my life is. That's my subconscious. Mm-hmm. It feels almost like a burying of the hatchet in your dream, like a kind of a fantasy meeting of him. Oh. Interesting. It's like a farewell, a letting him go peacefully into his retirement. Yeah, like having that conversation that you're probably never going to have with him. Maybe you will. I don't know. Yeah, I will. I will. And have it come that he's like taking it in mm-hmm. jests and reveres it to the point that he's going to make an homage to you via his own meme account. It's beautiful, I think. Thank you. Well, uh, from that beautiful scream, let's move on to a scream from... Someone in the pit. If you want to submit your screams to this very program, you just go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. Join us in the bottom of the pit. Get on that Discord and fire off a one-minute or shorter audio message, audio scream to us, and we play some of the best ones here. This one comes to us from 
Justin, are you ready, Pace Case? My name is Justin, and I have a question for my fellow Nashville slider, Laura. On our first date, when I mentioned that I was also watching our beloved game, you hit me with some gaze play that I'll never forget. And I knew from that moment on that I was always going to love level for you. Laura, you are not the person I want to live with. You really are the person I can't live without. Will you marry me? Also, praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Oh, my Dark Lord. Yeah. This has never happened before in the history of Game of Roses. I feel like I'm Ben Higgins right now. To some degree, I do too, except I think I would win the World's Toughest Challenge. I agree with you. Uh, This is fantastic. What a goddamn scream, Justin and Laura. I hope that the answer was yes as you're listening to this right now. Uh, Please let us know on Instagram. I hope so too, Laura. Sounds like a great guy. My favorite thing about this is that it's not even the one minute limit. It's only 31 seconds. Yeah, it was 30 second proposal done as a scream. I mean, what level scream is this? This has got to be a 10. You are taking the most important moment of your life, potentially. This is the highest level scream we've ever had. And weaving it through listening to a podcast about The Bachelor uh, in a segment that is about how the the fandom of the show has taken over your life in unhealthy ways. <laughs> That's where mm-hmm. you choose to do your wedding proposal. Uh, using so much lingo, the gaze play... I was always going to love level for you. The person I can't live without. Oh, God. Trista Sutter would be proud. This was an absolutely beautiful scream, Justin. Uh, and I hope, again, that Laura said yes. I hope we get to somehow yes. see the conclusion of this. I hope we get an, uh, an update. Uh, maybe a secret video recording of Laura listening to this podcast somehow. I don't know. Oh, maybe that'll exist. But uh, thanks again, Justin. This was absolutely fantastic and uh we wish you well out there and again hope that we get some kind of some kind of resolution to this story but for anyone else who wants to send in their proposals to their significant others through our show uh you just go to patreon.com slash game roses get on the discord send us that 30 second uh (laughs) proposal please (laughs) i mean that's how it's done Mm -hmm. you know gotta subscribe if you want to propose sorry (laughs) it is indeed Uh, But thanks, everybody, for joining us. We will be back next week with something very special. Be sure to tune in to that Tuesday episode next week. Wow. This is a a beautiful day. Love is in the air. And uh, we hope that you have a great weekend. And before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It's been 7,934 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 